Hey, hey, welcome back, my friend. This is Quinn, and today do I have a treat for you. I interviewed my friend Todd Cahill, and I just want you to listen to this. This guy, every time he speaks, it's like very, very motivational, and he's an amazing speaker, and the amount of knowledge that comes out of that mouth is completely impressive. So I want you to really listen to this, and Todd is also an author. He has a beautiful tier one published book called You Versus You. So after you heard this, after you heard this podcast, if you are not super impressed, uh, then I don't know what to tell you. But um, check it out. Uh, listen to the podcast. And if you love what you hear, check out Todd's book. It's available in almost any bookstore. And if that bookstore does not have it, ask them for it. It is you versus you 12 ways to kick your own ass and win so check it out ask your store for it check it on it's available on amazon of course it's available at barnes and noble and most of the good bookstores so here we go welcome to q a selling online with answers to questions about creating an online empire promoting products or building a brand your host private label and e-commerce entrepreneur quinn amorm all right everyone welcome to the podcast today's guest wants to leave a strong footprint in this world he is a life coach the published author of you versus you the father of three todd cahill how's it going todd uh great quinn thanks so much for having me it's an honor and pleasure my pleasure it's an honor <laughs> to have you here Thank you. So I uh, see you're your father of three. Yep. And I have three as well. So what are their ages? Oh, they're uh, 12, 10, and one just turned six. Boy, uh, girl, boy, girl. Boy, girl, yeah. boy? Yeah, girl, boy, girl. Uh, yeah, and I uh, love having girls. Uh, having a girl was my first uh, child. Had it early when my early 20s, but it kind of mellowed me out a little bit because I was way too driven. <laughs> but when I had a <laughs> My first child, I, I guess I got a lot more empathy, I think, in life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They do teach us a lot without, without even speaking, and, and they can teach us <laughs> so much. What about you? You got a boy, girl, boy, two girls, boy? Yeah, I have a five-year-old. It's, uh, she's a girl, and I had two at the same time, so uh, one of each. The oh, twins, wow. Uh, they're about to turn two next month. Okay. Uh, sorry, in, in two months. And uh, yeah, okay. one of each. <laughs> awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so you're, you're married to your beautiful wife, Kristen. Yes. Yes. How long have you guys been together? We've been together for four years and we got married almost two years ago, June in the summertime. Awesome. Yeah. So before we get into the business here, uh, I like to people to know a little bit about you? Sure. Well, my, my story is um, uh, kind of similar to some of your guests that you've had on. And I know this is a podcast about fail- failure and failing forward. Um, I, uh, I grew up in a small town. Um, my parents didn't have a lot of money for college. So I did my best to work hard in sports and uh, was able to get a full ride to some division one colleges in track and field. But I, I, was, I was so upset because I ran a under four minute mile in high school, but I was so upset because I wanted basketball scholarships and not track and field scholarships. And I thought I was a failure. 
but that led to go to uh, Liberty University where I did the decathlon there. And I, I was there for three years and I just dropped out um, because I really didn't, I was a business major and I didn't really want to go work for somebody else. My mom did network marketing in Mary Kay ever since I was a little boy. So I knew there was another opportunity. So to make a long story short, and I think your listeners might get a, a kick out of this real quick. Um, I read a book in eighth grade called The Success Journey by Dr. John Maxwell. And I ended up giving someone a call, my best friend who worked for John Maxwell in early 2000 years. And the guy that hired me was named Gabe Lyons. He's now a New York Times bestseller and he was my boss. And he hired me on the spot when I was doing really well in sales in Myrtle Beach to come to Atlanta to make $25,000 a year, which is horrible money. But I was able to travel. I was able to hang out with John Maxwell, promote him, Ken Blanchard, uh, Joe Gibbs of Joe Gibbs Racing, uh, Michael Abershoff. So that's where I kind of really developed this taste and desire to be an author one day, to be a speaker, to be an influencer. But I didn't know what that looked like. So um, I ended up getting involved in network marketing. Um, did really well, made millions of dollars, um, started to really develop a skill set of speaking. I was very shy. I talk about that in my book and just going through a ton of challenges, but was able to start influencing and changing a lot of people's lives. And I've been doing that for 16 years now, full time. Um, and, uh, you know, and then that led to the desire to write a book. And that just launched about two months ago all over the country and all over airports and Barnes and Noble and everything. So it really has been a dream come true. But in that process, I have failed way more than I've succeeded. That's for sure, my my friend. A lot more than I've actually succeeded. Yeah, I guess that's that's common uh, thread is that most people are everybody that that yeah. gets to success. They go through a bunch of failures, right? That's how we learn, and that's the way to success is made of failures. Yeah, it really is, and I think um, I think you're a failure. If because nobody wants to be a failure, I mean, we're failing, but that doesn't mean we're mm -hmm. failures. But I think you, you become a failure when there are some people out there that just don't get it, they don't have that self awareness. Maybe it's a failure in a relationship, and they're like, Oh my gosh, why would that person not love me, or why would that person just run away from me or divorce me? And then they go to another relationship, but they don't change, they just go into another relationship broken, and then, like, Oh my gosh, you know, why doesn't anyone love me? I'm so lovable, but. I think the best thing about failure is you do more thinking, you do more self-analysis, you do more self-aware, like this is what I need to change. And then that's when you decide and take massive action on the tools necessary to change. Like listening to your podcast would be a, a one way to people that can change. They listen to great information, then they actually take action on it. So that's what I'm all about is just self-evaluation and self-awareness because I think that's the only way you're going to win that you versus your success. And that's what I talk about in my book. And it really gives a kind of a different perspective than a lot of the self-help books that I've read. And, you know, you kind of, you have to, it's three R's. You have to return to the battle, I think. And if, if you want to be successful and everyone defines their own success, right? Success to me could be to somebody, a Lamborghini and a mansion. And it, but to me, that's not success. Success is a certain lifestyle. Success is certain freedom. Success is this just this, this ability to, to kind of live life on your terms. And that could be 50,000 a year. If you're an entrepreneur, it could be a hundred thousand a year, or it could be a hundred thousand dollars a month. Depends how well, you know, whatever your perspective is, but whenever you're struggling, whenever you're failing, I think you have to return to the battle of whatever you're going through and, and know what it's doing to you and your family and, and kind of the negative things that it's doing to you. 
and then redefine it because what the battle is actually doing to you is making you stronger. And that's why problems and challenges are great. And I know problems and challenges stink. You know, you'd rather have a great life and go to the movies and have some popcorn. But, um, but you grow only in the challenges and only in your problems. And that's why I love, I love, I love watching football in the NFL and I love sports in general. And I was an athlete because that's when it gets so exciting is when the team comes back, when they're losing. And then, and, and then all of a sudden that shift happens. And that's exactly what life is. It's inch by inch, play by play. That's how we win the game of life. And then you return or, and then redefine it and then repeat. Once you find your path, you repeat and get into that routine and make those wise choices every single day. That's going to put you back on that path even more than ever to that road to success and significance. Fantastic. So you, you mentioned there that you, you would like to become a influencer, which I believe uh, after checking your social media, uh, you are already an uh, influencer. Thank you. And uh, so I'm looking for... You are too. <laughs> you, you're amazing. <laughs> Thanks, Todd. Yes. I'm looking for an honest answer here, okay? Yes. So I looked at your social media and look, you got, everywhere I look, there's thousands of people following you. Even Dean Graciosi follows you. So yeah, I want to know. He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good friend of mine. Yeah, he's amazing. Oh, yeah, he is amazing. I, uh, I didn't know you guys were friends, but he is. A, yeah, he's, a, he's, uh, he's about to marry my friend's sister. <laughs> oh, very <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, all, this, all these followers, is it because uh, all the motivation you give Or is it because you look like freaking Thor from the Avengers? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, it's, it's um, well, I think, you know, I th actually, let me, you're a good looking guy too. Uh, I, be, I, I have a coach who's a girl and she actually um, coaches me on this. Um, I think that's sometimes been my downfall, um, yeah. maybe being good looking and stuff because people perceive, and I'm six foot six. So if you had met me, I'm the size of Michael Jordan. I'm six foot six and everything thinks I'm shorter because I'm in videos, but Um, I think that's hurt me actually sometimes because people think I'm stuck up and my wife's beautiful too. And people think, but once you get to meet my wife and once you get to meet me, I mean, we're really just cool, chill people and we really care about people. And I, I really, really have this passion and I don't even know. Sometimes I, I wish I didn't have it. Um, mm -hmm. sometimes I wish I could just work at Starbucks sometimes and just live kind of a normal life. But I have this insatiable passion to just like Tony Robbins does to get people to stop suffering because I've suffered so much in my life. And this past 12 months has been the worst 12 months of my life, but it's been the best because I've gone through things that most people will probably go through or not, but some probably not. And it's been torturous sometimes up here in the mindset, mm -hmm. but I really do give value. And I really, really look at my content and I never was a good writer, but I started to become a good writer. And I started getting a routine every morning, drinking my coffee, writing and, and whatever you want to call it, copy, you know, copywriting, whatever. I just write. I just write from the heart. And that really has transcended into a book. And that, that's been a five-year process. But I think it's a little bit of both, but mostly just um, consistency, just like your last guest, of doing Facebook Lives, doing Instagram Lives, doing videos, doing writing, doing quotes, two to three times a day, seven days a week, posting for past 10 years. But I will say what she said, your last guest is something I deal with on a daily, daily basis is comparing. Um, you know, yes, I'm friends with Dean Graziazzi and you look at his everything. I mean, he's got a, he's got a thing coming next week, 
where there's already 80,000 people registered for a webinar with Tony Robbins. I mean, but he's been in it for, I've been watching him since I was a teenager on TV. So then I'm only 38 and I just had a book launch two months ago. So sometimes I think I should be where these guys are, but I haven't put in the tens of, you know, the decades that they put in. So I always have to just stay in my lane, like, you know, Trish said, and, and just, just focus on what I can do for others because everyone's different. Everyone has something better to offer and, or not better to offer, but different to offer. But I think it's all the same, but it's coming from different perspectives. Some women love, you know, to listen to other women. Some women love to actually get coached by men. So I'm just a vessel where I love, you know, to help women and men. It doesn't matter. And whoever wants to follow my message, come on down. And if, if there's any way I can get you really mostly out of that you versus you battle and win that internally, where you can, you can lead yourself, then you're able to really lead others. Because I think the worst thing about personal development is meeting, imagine meeting you or meeting me in person and we're giving and we're giving content like amazing, but in our personal lives, it's shambles and we're liars and we have a persona and we're not really who we say we are. And I respect so much the people that are giving, but in behind closed doors, they actually are those people behind closed doors, but it's so hard. You don't have to be perfect, but it's so hard because it takes so much responsibility to be a giver and not a taker. It's a lot less responsibility to be a taker. I can take, I can take, I can take, I can live whatever life I want. But if you want to be a giver, if you really want to truly add value, be careful what you wish for because it starts with you first and you've got to completely reinvent yourself almost all the time to continue to grow because you're either growing in life or you're declining. And once you know that, your relationships are going to not suffer. Your health is going to grow. Everything's going to be awesome in your life, even though you're going to still have struggles. But that is a choice I have to make on a day-to-day basis. Am I growing today or am I going to decline? And there is no in-between. I love it. I love that, Todd. So do you have to think often when you're in your, I guess, your personal life, when there are always things that happen that are going to get a reaction off uh, from you? Do you have to yeah. think uh, lots uh, to control yourself or does it get it comes natural to you right now? That is a phenomenal question. Um, no, it doesn't come naturally. In fact, just today um, has been a little bit of a rough day and um, not, not rough in any like certain, like just like waking up and maybe in a bad attitude. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you've seen the movie, The Secret, Law of Attraction. Like yeah. once you put that energy, I believe in it hundred percent. Um, you know, with, you know, I'm not a universe person, but you know, I'm more of just, you know, God and, and, you know, you know, I'm a Christian and everything, but it is true. Like energy in energy out. So I was putting a lot of negative energy this morning and I had to choose. I had to stop in my tracks. I had to meditate for five minutes and I said, stop. Okay. Yes. You made some mistakes today. I was out of my routine. I got to the gym late. I was hard on myself because I wasn't doing the work that I needed to be effective. But I just stopped and I just started being grateful. I said, man, I I get to go on a date tonight with my wife. I get to be on this podcast today. I am so grateful. But it's a choice. And I've been doing this for 16 years. And even I struggle with it every single day. And I will say this. There's worry and there's concern, right, Uh, Quinn? We don't want to worry. Worry is bad. Worry is not good. There's no – but concern is good. So I think we all need to be concerned, not worry about our reactions because you're one reaction away from (laughs) going to going to jail divorcing getting arrested (laughs) or 
you're one reaction away from being amazing, being a leader, um, impacting the world, impacting people. And it's kind of scary because it's a thin line. So we have to be very careful about our emotions and our feelings because they're so real. And um, it's okay to get angry, but what are you going to do with that anger? It's okay to get frustrated, but what are you going to do with that frustration? And I always think about my story. How can I get out of this so that I can tell someone about it next week? (laughs) So I can inspire people with my own story of how I conquered self that day so I could be even more inspiring, but give people action steps to take on what I did to help them. So that's how I start thinking instead of just being lazy about my reaction. Very good. So, you know, I wish I knew who said this, but there's something that stayed with me and it's about worrying. Somebody said, worrying is like praying for something that you don't want. Right. And I find that that, that's very powerful because it's true. Like when you worry about something, you're just focused on the thing you don't want to happen. Yes. And I guess you can attract that if, if that's what you're focused on. It's so true. You can. And you can also live in a mental prison, um, you know, worried about checking your email, worried about, you know, text, who's going to text you and can it on, on edge. And then especially if you're married, because, you know, you have a family, I have a family. Oh, man, you know, take that into the family life. You know, over time, it gets so draining for your spouse. It gets so draining even for your children. Even at a young age, they can sense your worry and they can sense your energy or lack thereof. So it's something, especially for me as a man and you as a man, like it's important to be a leader of my household. And, but I failed a lot in that, but I I refuse to keep failing though. It's a choice that I've made that I have to lead myself. And if I do, my, my life is amazing. My, My wife is so happy all the time. I realize that she'll always be happy with or without me but I can definitely bring your happiness down if I keep bringing worry into the house. And literally I will, because she's like, um, she, she, you know, responds amazingly well to my happiness and my joy and my excitement and my energy. But if I'm worrying, if I'm complaining, it kind of makes her so drained herself. So it's kind of an easy fix, but I think it takes some counseling. It takes some understanding where that worry is coming from. Um, because everyone's different. Everyone worries about different things. I don't care if I die. I really don't. Uh, a lot of people worry about death. I don't. A lot of people worry about if they're going to go to heaven or not. I don't, mm-hmm. but man, do I worry about money? Yeah. I, I, I worry about, you know, money and taking care of my family cause I'm the sole provider and I've always worried about money and, but I don't worry about driving or driving to the city or a lot of things. So I have to understand it's all perspective, right? You have to redefine that battle and then, um, repeat the wise choices that you, choose to make so that you can not have to worry anymore. And then you build that confidence and that worry goes away because it, it takes, you know, 21 to 66 days to actually change a habit or change a mindset, a behavioral yes. mindset. Yeah, that's so true. So true. So from, from what I hear, you have basically everything that it takes to be, to have, uh, to be healthy, to have a healthy mind, a healthy body and a healthy relationship because you meditate you work out every day and yep. you go on adventures and dates with your wife, which I really like. So I want to ask you, uh, are yep. you are healthy in all those three? And then after that, I want to ask you, how often do you go on dates and what do you do? That's a great question. Um, you know, so yes and no. Um, so I've been married for two years. Uh, I was married before for nine years and I got out of that marriage. Uh, I left that marriage about five years ago. And, um, 
it was very toxic and it was very hard. Um, I've always been a person that's in my book, you know, you versus your promises, like marriage to me was like, you made a promise it's for life. I, 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 you know, with my faith and my, my background, but it was just so toxic that after nine years I've given it all I can and I had to quit. And it was obviously a great decision. And, um, I see my kids every weekend and, and I met this beautiful woman who in the beginning of a relationship, you're awesome, right? You're, you're on date nights, you're talking three hours a day. I was in Vegas and she was in Chicago for the first five months. So I was living at the MGM and, and you know, having fun as an entrepreneur, doing really, really well financially. And we're going to Vegas next week and I'm not even a gambler. I don't smoke or drink. I just love the energy, you know, living at the MGM, you know, I can people everywhere. It's just, I love Vegas so much. And we started a relationship and then all of a sudden, it, it grew and grew and grew. And I asked her to marry me, but in marriage though, it's interesting what happens that first two years, I always rolled my eyes, you know, but it's the hardest two years ever, you know, because you're just like, okay, well, what's yours is mine. And what's mine is yours. And you know, it's like these expectations. I mean, so what I started to really focus on more than ever is my, what we're just talking about, my reaction. Mm-hmm. If I get worried, if I get angry, I have to just keep a steady keel emotionally, especially with a woman and just really be loving and be very caring. Now watch this. Be, if I'm healthy in that way, if I can react emotionally to my wife in a very healthy way, I've been on the other end of that. We all can relate, right? We all can relate. When you are going through a battle with a spouse or your loved one or the person you love the most in life. Your workouts suck, your finances, your mindset sucks. Does that make sense? Like it affects everything. You can't, even a, even a guy, you know, I can't, I can't compartmentalize it. I can't just be like, all right, whatever, girl. I'm just going to the gym. Everything's cool. I'm going to work. You know, every, no, I think about it all day long. But that is what I brought upon myself. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Absolutely. It was my fault. So I just realized I don't want to suffer anymore. I'm going to focus on leading myself emotionally more than anything else because everything else doesn't matter as much as that. Because if I can just react so well, even though sometimes it's not my fault, whatever, and it's just to anybody, it could be any relationship or any, I mentor a lot of people, I coach a lot of people, I hear a lot of people's crap and I hear a lot of people's problems, but it's hard sometimes to manage all that emotionally. Um, But you know, that really has been the game changer. And yeah, working out every day, seven days a week, um, we just came back from Mexico for eight days. We're going to Vegas for eight days. Uh, we're going to the Bahamas for a week. Uh, we love traveling and I'm taking her to London for her birthday, you know? So, I mean, that is traveling is where you experience life. And I'll, I'll just share this. If you want to get rich, I would say, yes, you should, but you should really get rich to travel, not for the homes, not for the cars, even though all that's nice. Traveling makes you smarter. And traveling gives you fulfillment and traveling gives you so much memories with your loved ones. It is literally the best thing that anyone can do with money other than give it away, obviously, but have people come with you, you know, experience it together, you know, and I think that's where life really starts to happen for people. And I agree with you. I agree with you with that. Uh, For example, my kids, two of them are really small, so it's not the best, it's not the ideal to travel too far with and have the, uh, the two little ones in car seats in the plane and stuff. Yeah. So our plan is I got a 32-foot camper and we're going all summer. We're going to go out there. I got a cell phone. Nice. 
so I could do a little bit of work sometimes. And yep. it, I want to build up these exact memories that you mentioned, like when we're traveling. Oh, I love it. So it's going to be all in Canada. And um, unfortunately, um, I, I do go out a bit just by myself and mom stays home with the kids. So absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's awesome, man. Yeah. And it, your kids, that's what they're going to remember when they grow up is those memories, not so much, you know, the other stuff. So that's, that's yeah. so special. All right, Todd, let's talk about you versus you. That is your, yeah. the first book you published. Yep. And this is not just a self-published book. This is, you actually have a publisher, a signed publisher. Yep. And you're launching basically what was inside of you into this book. Is that right? Yeah, it was. Um, I, mean, I mean, anyone that's listening to this, I, I think uh, the statistic is 99% of people around the world want to write a, write a book and 98% don't. <laughs> so um, and nowadays, yes, it's easy to write a book and self-publish, but I wanted to do tier one everything. I mean, my publisher is Greenleaf Publishing. Um, only 3% of first-time authors get signed. I actually got signed um, again, I got a C plus in English class in college and high school. So I just, you know, I, 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 I think the first thing is I, I networked with the right people from John Maxwell and I was introduced to some people that really helped me out to kind of get the book going, but it cost me lots of money, lots of money. Um, I don't want to give you the, the numbers here, but, um, you know, I think for anyone's life to change, they, I think it comes down to how much money they're willing to put up. I really do. To start a podcast costs money. Um, to be a coach costs money. To be a leader costs money. To go into business for yourself costs money. The reason I wanted to write a book is because I wanted to uh, make a bigger impact, but I didn't know what that looked like. And one of the things I was doing at that time was Ironmans. And I did triathlons. And at the time, Lance Armstrong was a big hero of mine. He still is. The guy, I would love to meet him. He's, he's the man. Yeah. Um, and I got into Ironmans. I never did a triathlon. I went straight to the full Ironman. And my publisher was asking, so why did you do that? I'm like, well, that's kind of like the battle within you because you train for hours a day by yourself most of the time, the cycling, the swimming, the running. And all those hours, I was just thinking, I was just thinking, imagining, visualizing, going through the day, going through all that stuff. So that kind of became you versus you. And then I took the 12 battles, which I think are, we're all going to go through. And I started writing about them and, and, you know, did the research, shared the stories, uh, gave great context of where I'm getting it from. It wasn't just what I thought. It was what other people, you know, a lot of different research went into a lot, a lot of it, but the battles we all can relate and it's, it's how to kick your own ass and win. And cause we all heard life happens and life can kick you in the ass, but we can also kick ourselves in the ass and not have to do that to other people, but we could just really look in the mirror and say, I can win these, like your promises, your knowledge, um, your freedom, um, such a battle there. I mean, people fight wars because of freedom. Um, you know, and we all have freedom, but well, how are we using our freedom? Uh, you, you, persona is one of my favorites. My first battle, it's all about social media. I think everyone's going through that battle right now is the persona one. Um, you know, they put on a, a persona and a front on social media, but when yeah. you, really get to know them in real life. They're not even that person. So if you could be that person all the time, I think it's only going to, it's going to be helpful. So I took the 12 battles and I said, okay, what if I could put in a book, put a different spin on it and, 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 and the three, you know, the three R's return, redefine and repeat each of the battles. Um, and, and then, cause I've never seen a book like that. I've seen a book like, you know, how to set goals and how to have a dream and, you know, how to take action. But I didn't, 
I don't want that because that stuff kind of puts me to sleep sometimes. I wanted something I can like tangibly digest and give to everybody and, a, 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 you know, in a very entertaining way. And I think that's what we have. And the book's doing really well. It's in Barnes and Noble, Target picked it up, um, uh, Hudson News, airports all across the nation. And I've always wanted another thing, kind of, a, kind of a narcissistic thing. When I travel, I always wanted a selfie at Barnes and Noble or Hudson News by, with my book. And I just, uh, I just got a, a picture from somebody. They sent me a picture of the hardback bestsellers in Barnes and Noble now, right next to Rachel Hollis's book and Jen Sincero's You're a Badass. My book was right there next to Michelle Obama's. So, um, and Oprah Winfrey. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, college dropout, first time author, you know, it's, it, that is a dream come true. I, I remember crying in front of my wife when I went to the Barnes and Noble about two months ago and they had it. And cause I was, when I was homeless for 16 years ago, the, the, and I lost my job, I got fired the same day. I went straight to Barnes and Noble in San Diego and I read self-help books to get me out of the mental funk. And I said, one day I'm going to have a book in this store. And it took me 16 years later. Wow. You want to go back to that Todd? Uh, uh, when you were homeless, how did yeah. that happen? Yeah, I was a personal trainer. Um, after work for John Maxwell, I started a church with some friends, but it was all pro bono. Um, and I was a personal trainer to pay my bills and I got my car repoed the first time. Um, yeah, I don't know if you've had that horrible experience and then you have to go to like this weird place with chains and fences and pay them cash. It's like a drug deal and you get your, your car back. And then I had it repossessed again, a second time on September 6, 2004. And then I got, I had to call my boss. I'm like, and I was having the gym go up and, and I was doing really good. And he's like, man, this is the second time, man. I don't know if I can trust you. We're going to have to let you go. So not only did I get my car because I got fired and then my phone wow. shut off that day. Um, and I had two Red Bulls the day before and I got $35 charges for each. I was negative $300 in my bank account. So no job, no family in San Diego. They're in New York. Uh, I got kicked out. Also that week, I couldn't pay $400 a month. And I, all I had was a red bicycle that was my friends to borrow. And I went straight to Barnes and Noble, started writing on a legal pad. And I said, and that was the last time I've ever had a job. Um, I never worked for anyone else. Um, never will for the rest of my life. That was the last time. Cause I was, that was my day of disgust, <laughs> but it was also, I was so happy about it. I was surprised the way I reacted. I was like, all right, <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's kind of humorous. You know, when all that happens to you, you got to laugh about it. It's like, oh, this is, this is, uh, and I made a lot of money off that story. Believe me, because I had to share that story a lot over the years of my network marketing career. It was all true. I mean, it's a little, I mean, I could even go in more hard, hard de details, but that's what happened. And I just had a good attitude. I started reading all the leadership books. And then I, a month later, I was introduced to a legal service company and went from the bottom to the top. But it, 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 didn't, it, it wasn't like this, though. It took me about a year to start making four to 5000 a month and then another year to make 10000 a month. And then, you know, then the money started to really come. Wow. That's so powerful. And you call that your day of disgust. Yeah. My day of disgust where I made a decision to never work for somebody else again, because I was really good at what I did, but they were paying me bare nothing. That's why I got my car repo. I couldn't just pay my bills and I was working six days a week, 12 hours a day. It just wasn't working. If I put that much time in a business or a network marketing business, where it was a low, like couple hundred dollar fee to get in, I, in my mind would just like work that way to be like, I could be a millionaire or I can make a hundred thousand a year or more, live the life I want in San Diego 
and not have to answer to a boss and not have to get, get up at four in the morning just because I was told to, I like to sleep in, you know, why not, you know, uh, <laughs> work late. Yeah. So I wanted the freedom. I think that, that you versus your freedom. I wanted the freedom more than the paycheck. I wanted the freedom more than, you know, the comfortable job or the, the, the pension or the security blanket. I wanted the freedom and I was willing to do what I had to do work ethic wise to get the freedom, no matter what happened to me. And that's who I am. I'm a very driven, hardworking person, but I'm, I'm working hard on my dreams always. And I'm not working hard on somebody else's dreams. Nice. I like the fact that you knew really what you wanted because a lot of the entrepreneurs I talk to and a lot of entrepreneurs that we see on social media, they say that they want the freedom when yep. in reality they create themselves a job by starting uh, this new entrepreneurship business yep. or something. Right. And now the one thing they don't give themselves is the freedom because they're, they're searching something else. And in reality, they may not even know it. But you knew you wanted the freedom. The money didn't matter or anything else. You actually yeah. wanted freedom. And you managed to do it. Yep. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, the freedom is everything. And, you know, it doesn't matter the amount of money, whatever you need. But, um, I mean, we have a downtown place in Chicago now. And we have our dream home on a golf course. And best of both worlds. And I, our, me and my wife have a great life. I mean, we just... I don't know. It's just hard to explain, but it's, it's not about the money. You got to make good money to live that lifestyle, but you don't have to be a zillionaire or anything. It's, you got to be smart with it, but it's just like, like working out. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I never stuck in traffic. I never have to go to the gym when it's packed. I always go to the gym and no one's there. I mean, it's like the little one percenters. Like you just really appreciate, I start my day at noon, you know, work day. And I end like at seven and then we have date nights and watch movies and travel on the weekends and hang out with the family. I mean, it's just, it's a great life, but everyone chooses their own life and their own path. So I never get mad at anyone who says, Oh, I love my job or I never want to mm -hmm. be an entrepreneur. Obviously that again, that's thank God for people that work their jobs. You know, we, we all, you know, need people that do that, uh, of course. But if you ever really want to be an entrepreneur though, it's, it's definitely like this, but I think once you get some momentum and you really know clarity and certain, you have certainty on what, who you are, number one, and you don't compare yourself to all the other people out there. Um, and you realize like you have something special. It's like Tom Brady. It's like the guy plays football. You know, he's not known for anything else. He wants to be the greatest football player. Well, that's what he does every day. So if you could just compartmentalize, okay, Tom Brady is great at football because that's all he does. What can be my greatness? Could it be Facebook lives? Could it be social media? Could it be coaching? Could it be writing? Could it be podcasts? Could it be whatever, you know, you got to stick to it and not worry about all the other stuff because there's so many distractions now and maybe get off Instagram because I only follow like people like Dean Graziazzi and, and people like you and it's like, sometimes it's like depressing because it's like, there's a lot of people doing better than me. It's like yeah. Rachel Hollis. I'm like, screw her. She's always number one. You know, it's like, you know, her book, every, she breathes and her, she goes number one, you know, why is that? You know, so I, I can also get in a funk if I'm always on social media. So I have to stay doing what I love and what I'm good at. And that's what I want to be known for. Yeah, I really love that. And the fact that we, we got to get out of the mentality that comparing ourselves with the, the story that we created for those people. Cause when I look at an Instagram post, yes, doesn't matter who it is, if it's yours or not, I'm creating a story of what that picture really represents. And it may not be the reality. Most of the times it probably isn't, but that so success true. 
that your picture gave me, it was put there by my own mind, right? So yep. we're fighting ourselves. That's why the title of your book is so fantastic because it's always you versus you. Yeah. Uh, and it's incredible. So yeah. I hope that you. Yeah, you get to be out there. Like one of my favorite books is The Outliers by uh, Malcolm Malcolm Gladwell. And uh, he's been on the top for I don't know how many years, right? It's just so incredible. I really love it. Yeah. So uh, I hope you you get up there with him and stay up there for a long time. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I think we have something special, and that's why I'm so proud of the book and even the way it looks. And my publisher did a really good job. And like I said, we did it tier one. Uh, if you have a book, if you have if you touch the book, it's even it's comfortable holding it. It's just like a john maxwell book or any any of the top books out there so we're really proud of it it's a dream come true and you know it's because i've been an entrepreneur that i can able to do that if i had a job there's no way i would have funded it there's no way and um because you have to you, you know you can be an author you can be the greatest writer around the world but if you don't have a marketing plan if you don't have a team if you don't have a social media presence you got to pay for that you're not going to be able to do it all yourself so that's why you know you got to have a side hustle you got to have some kind of way to make income if you ever want to have a dream and dreams are so expensive. I, I can't believe sometimes I'm like, why do I even have this dream when, Oh my God, I'm breaking the bank account. I'd rather, I'd rather just have the bank account stay there instead of paying all these people like this, but I'll never regret it though. Quinn, I'll never sit back and regret. Oh, I wish I would. I wish I wrote a book or I wish I did it, but you know, I'll never regret it now because mm -hmm. I did it. That, that's the best. I guess the, the biggest thing most people have, I don't know who it was that interviewed a ton of people after the age of 70 and th their biggest regret, uh, their number one regret with uh, among all of them was what they didn't do, right? What yes. they left behind and didn't do. So, uh, so something I want to ask you about your book, which I saw, I believe it's fantastic because I never saw this before and you have a book trailer just like a movie and I was watching it and I was fascinated <laughs> wow it makes me want to read that just because it's like watching uh, it was like a movie trailer absolutely so that's yeah. an amazing idea is that part of the publishing company or it was yours no no the publisher the for me the publisher um, and I love them dearly but they don't really do much for me they they just publish the book and get it out distribution wise mm -hmm. it's my job and solely my job to promote the book so I had to hire um, luckily my wife's best friend's brother his name is Jason Yap is he works for Duke now and he's hired by ABC the bachelor and the bachelor so I caught him before he's famous <laughs> and uh, he was able to do the trailer for me um, but that was just me filming in Chicago, right where I live. And, and I, and I, you know, movies have trailers. Why shouldn't books have trailers? And, um, you know, the trailer was a little bit like I was down a little bit, you know, cause that, that was the focus of, but we're making a second one now where, uh, when I say down, I mean like, you know, I'm just thinking I'm in my head, you know, in the trailer, if you see it, you can see it at uversubook.com. But the second one we're making now is going to be me winning. Like all the, all of those, like, boom, 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 crushing it, winning, happy, you know, Rocky, you know, Rocky. Um, yeah, yeah. Just like winning and not just like, you know, pondering and struggling and cause we do both we're but we want the win at the very end, right? We want to knock out Dolph Lundgren at, you know, Rocky four and win, you know, at the very final moment. And I think that's how our lives are inch by inch play by play. I mean, that's, that's how you win the game of football. 
one inch could give you the first down, which leads to the Super Bowl victory, or one inch not getting it, less than one inch, could now you're giving it to the other team and you lose. Um, so it's very critical every single moment that we're living to have the uh, start to operate in victory is the attitude, being more mindful, wise, and willing, and having the philosophy, I'm going to operate in victory no matter what. Even if I'm going through a rough time, I'm going to win. I'm going to get through this. I'm going to win. I'm not going to let this attack. I'm, not, I'm going to learn a lesson here. I'm going to get through it. I'm going to punch this right in its face, which mostly is me. And I'm going to win and I'm going to be a leader and I'm going to be the hero of my own story. And that's why it drives me nuts that everyone's going to see Avengers this weekend. Because it's like, it's not even real. It's all green screen. It's so silly. Be your own hero. Like you, they're, they're paying a million dollars. They have to refinance their mortgage to go to the movies. But, but they, 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 I mean, uh, you know, cause it's so expensive, but it's like, hopefully they're heroes in their own house because this is real life. And I want to kick my own ass to be the Avenger of my life. Not that I don't like to see the movies, but I'm just saying like, you know, I, I wish people were more focused on them being the hero instead of someone else. That, that is an amazing advice. I, I hope people do listen to this because I feel the same way. I've had limited time for TV, for movies. Uh, unfortunately, uh, maybe there would be a good way to bonding, but in the last five years, me and my wife have not gone to one movie. And I know, yeah. I know it's not all about hustle, hustle, work, work, work. But yeah. reality is things like that that are not benefiting me and somehow is, yeah. is wasting time. And like Tony Robbins says, if, if you're not growing, you're dying. Yes. And I hear that in my mind every time I'm doing a task or anything that is not helping anybody or yep. not benefiting anybody. Cause I can do some tasks that are going to not benefit me, but if they're going to benefit you or somebody else, okay, it's worth it. But if, if it's not benefiting anybody besides the big ticket uh, movie That's sellers, right. yeah. I know. I know. 100%. And there's some movies that are inspiring, and but they're far in between. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's hard picking a movie nowadays, and it's two hours of your life gone. So me and my wife are very picky about that. And I'd rather read a book or journal or, you know, you know hang out with her and just talk or, you know. So, uh, <laughs> it, it, yeah. But people are, people are, you know, I think a lot of people are lazy. And. You know, even selling my book, it's hard because it's like, well, I don't want to read. When's your audio coming out? I'm like, well, I understand the audio is good too, but it, you're using different parts of your brain. So just, you know, the subconscious brain works just like you pick up weights in the weight room. You got you to gotta, you gotta train your mind. You can't just listen to everything all the time. You have to also read. You have to journal. You have to write. You have to write down your thoughts. You also can listen, obviously, which is phenomenal. We're, me and you are both in the audio game as well with being both podcasters. but you know, having something in writing and holding a book, there's nothing like it and highlighting it. And that's how you're going to take action and not just get inspired and then do nothing about it. So I'm a fan of absolutely both. Yeah. You're using both sides of your brain, the right side and the left side when you're reading and also listening. Yes. Yeah. And for those of you that are only listening, uh, I will make sure to have a link on the podcast show notes with this video that I mentioned about uh, Todd's uh, book trailer. So you guys can see that. So check out the, the show notes and I have a link in there. And this huh, video, like this was, uh, you got help from, you mentioned it was Jarm Yap. 
uh, his name is Jason Yap and Jason. Uh, just Jason Yap, phenomenal guy and, um, does a lot of my, uh, social media stuff. Yeah. But, uh, super talented. Nice. So Todd, how do you find a publisher? Uh, and what is it that they want <laughs> from you? That is a great question. And that's, that's the million dollar question because I wondered that question. And now that I'm on the other side, I'm going to answer it this way. Um, this is, I think this is going to be a cool 30 second story for your listeners. If I, if they didn't get anything out of this podcast, really pay attention to what I'm about to say. So I was asked to be on a conference call five years ago. I was in Sacramento. I was by myself. I was on a speaking tour. I decided to do what I did before. And I wrote a five-year vision statement. Okay. A day in the life of me in five years, which is 2019. I get goosebumps thinking about this. And I wrote down, I want to be a best-selling author. I want to write a book. I want to share the stage with John Maxwell. I want to get a publisher. And I put it out there. And then I did something very scary. I posted it, okay, publicly. And I talked about my divorce and why I, I want to meet a beautiful woman. I want to live on a golf course. I want to also have a second home in the city. I got it all right now. This is five years ago. I'm living it now. But here's what's crazy. So as soon as I posted it, I went to an event. A lady walks up to me. She says, I saw your post. She pulled me aside in San Jose, uh, uh, Anaheim Convention Center. And I'm like, what's your name? And this is just like the movie The Secret. She said, Andia May. I'm like, May, you're the wife of Nate May. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, yes. I'm like, Nate May, I used to work for him at John Maxwell. She's like, yeah, I think he can help you. So I got on a conference call a week later. He charged me uh, a, a high retainer, but uh, I did it and I trusted him and he flew from Atlanta to California. He put me in the room with a guy that has 77 number one New York Times books, but nobody knows his name. He's the godfather of book sales. He, he didn't write the book. He does, 20, he, did, he works with all the greatest and he sat there and he was able to make a phone call and that's how he got a title. And I got to help with the writing team and everything. And it opened up all these doors. So if I didn't sit down in Sacramento at a hotel room, write down a five-year vision statement that took me about an hour, post it on social media, the lady never would have introduced herself. I never would have got connected to a guy I used to know over 10 years ago who flew into my home in California at the time, introduced me to the guy that's the godfather of book sales. And I was able to open up, this is five years ago. And then, and then because of that affiliation, the publisher trusted me and said, we'll do it. Because of who I knew and who I was associated with, I don't even think they read the book. You know, I think, I think they read the chapters and, con- and they, they love the concept, but it, it wasn't about word for word. Was it great? Okay, we got something. Yes, it's different. Yes, we can trademark it. Or yes, nobody has that title, et cetera but it was more of who I was with as opposed to my dream. So who you know really is true. And we all can network and we also can put our dreams out there to the universe and publicly and the right people are going to come to us um, whether we expect it or not. That's uh, such an amazing story. Uh, And it's kind of the proof that life happens for you right yes did you believe in that life happens for you so if you didn't post that more than likely well we don't know now but more than likely none of that would have happened absolutely it's crazy 
Yeah. That's, that's so powerful. I really, I really love that. So very grateful. Yeah. Yeah. And everything else happened too. It's crazy. You know, and I shared the stage with John Maxwell too. In fact, I got John Maxwell to do push-ups. I'm the only one to ever get him to do push-ups and he almost had a heart attack and we almost lost him. <laughs> I thought it was going to kill John Maxwell. I was like, no, no, no. Cause I motivated him so much cause I was doing burpees and then he's like, Oh, and he's like 74. And he's like, I'm going to do it too. And then he was out of breath for like 20 minutes. <laughs> so I was like, Oh no, what did that's, I do? <laughs> that's the one thing you don't want to be known for. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> he's like number one in the world right now. Leadership. He's my mentor, yeah, yeah. my hero. Yeah. Yeah. I love him as well. Yeah. Wow. So, um, Todd, besides your own book, and John C. Maxwell's books that he has, doesn't he have over 60 books right now? Yeah, oh yeah, easily. Yeah, probably 100. Yeah, close yeah. to 100. Yeah. So besides that, those, tell me about a book that, that has really marked you, maybe one of those books that you have read more yeah. than once. Uh, you know, honestly, I hope, I hope uh, a listener listens to this and knows this woman because I would love to meet this woman. Uh, I think she's amazing. That's Jen Cicero. She wrote, you are a badass. Uh, I, um, which is good, but I, I read you are a badass making money. It came out, I bought it at target and then I, and you can go on YouTube and I, she has the whole book on YouTube. I don't know if she did that on purpose or maybe somebody did it, but, um, I listened, it's six hours long. I'm telling you, I've listened to it over and over. I, I go to bed listening to it and reading her book. And I just love the way she delivers her message. And, um, you know, it's a lot of basic stuff you also have heard, but the way that she delivers it is phenomenal. So she's a number one New York Times selling author, but she's an amazing woman. And she was broke up until 43. She was making like 30,000 a year. And then one day she just decided to go all out and, and she became a multimillionaire um, very quickly. So that's what impressed me most about her story was um, she wasn't born into money. She had to really develop the mindset of how to make money. And um, I think that's what all entrepreneurs need to have is what she talks about in her book. Because if you don't have it, you'll go broke. I don't care how well you do, you'll never be able to keep the money. Nice, nice. So if anybody listening knows Jensen Cero, uh, please get uh, let uh, let her get in touch with Todd. Help, help him out. And here. you. She could be on your podcast and my podcast. Yeah, that'd be yeah, amazing. Exactly. So, yes. Jen, if you are listening to this. Yes. You know. <laughs> we love you. Todd, Todd, you also have a podcast, and it's called yep. It's Not Out There, It's In You. Yes, that is correct. Yep. What's the podcast about? It's really the battle within. It's, it's a lot has to do with my book. Um, we're, we're, we just kind of started that uh, early this year. Um, there's only like 14, 15 episodes. But it, you know, it's, it really talks about relationships and promises, knowledge, health, um, a lot of the big battles we go through and how to attack them. Um, and we're just going to keep bringing it. Uh, my next podcast, I'm going to be talking about branding. Um, so I'm just going to keep talking about what I'm good at, coaching, branding, mindset, uh, meditation, subconscious work that I did with Dr. Joe Dispenza, you know, stuff yeah. that really matters, that really can be helpful to the audience. And um, uh, but the first 12 to 13 episodes are a lot about my book and a lot about the battles uh, specifically or bio in each of those um, um, episodes. So um, what was it that you worked with with Dr. Joe Dispenza? 
Well, I, I worked with a lot of the meditation stuff. So um, my coaches work with him and he's worked with them and um, read his book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself about four years ago. And I laughed at meditation. I thought it was for, um, and I don't want to be offensive in any way, but I, I thought it was for people that did yoga, mostly women in California. You know, I, like, I don't know, you have this perception of like, oh, I'm just meditating in my yoga pants, right? But it literally saved my life. And of course, I don't think like that now. So, but I had, I learned the science of it. And then I started a coaching practice based on what I did for me, because I've actually tried to commit suicide twice. Um, I've had a rough life. I've, I've had, um, you know, I've had a lot of mental issues, um, with my confidence and everything I talk about in my book, but this is what saved even my relationship. I mean, it's, it's so incredibly scientific what it does to your brainwaves and how you gain access and it's the only thing you can gain access to is what I learned is through meditation. So that really is able to make me a different person so I, I can make a permanent change and not just say I'm going to change, but actually change. Um, so his work has really shaped me. And I, I knew about him about five years ago. Now he's like the number one speaker in the world. Um, mm. And I, I love his stuff and I continue to learn from him. Very nice. Yeah, so uh, basically with meditation now, do you believe you can get rid of the, that programming that we've been, uh, been inputted? Yeah. Yeah, there's a process though. It's, it's really a step-by-step process that I teach my clients. You, you know, it's not just meditating because a lot of people are like, well, I'm, I'm trying meditating and my mind is all over the place. And I'm like, yeah, that's good. Because if your mind wasn't, then you would be dead. So that's good. But it's also um, subconscious work with affirmations and I've been to a lot of conferences, uh, Quinn, and it's kind of awkward. You know, you get someone on stage and like, all right, everyone stand up and everyone stands up and like, okay, repeat after me. I am a winner. I am a winner. I am a leader. I am a leader. I am a top, you know, income producer. I am, you know, but honestly, that does nothing other than a cool adrenaline rush. But I found a way, if you could take the affirmations and you meditate, because now you have access to your subconscious mind you can actually change your thinking through the affirmations because it's like a permanent thought that rewires your brain. You got to do it consistently over and over again, about 21 days or more. But the old way of thinking goes away and you don't even think that way. anymore. it's like a snake skin, right? It kind of falls off and a new one appears. It's the same as your brain. It's like a kind of a, a, a new, the old brain goes away and you, you replace it with a new brain. And you just become a different person. So that's so powerful. And, and, and your brain controls everything. So if you can't control it, then it will control you. And that's where people get themselves in big trouble. Love it. Love it. And uh, you mentioned there, uh, I guess we're running out of time now here. So uh, we'll have to probably leave this for another episode. You mentioned <laughs> a couple times uh, you attempted suicide or did you just think about it? No, I attempted it. Uh, twice. And, um, you know, it, you know, I, I attempted it, um, through my car and churning it on, you know, and closing the garage door. And I, and I think when I look back on why I did it, I think there was just obviously a level of, of true unhappiness. The first time I did it, I was huge. I mean, I had a, t a huge following. It wasn't social media. It was real life. Um, mm -hmm. I had tens of thousands of people on my team. I was revered. People called me Mr. Cahill. People would ask to grab my bag. I mean, I was, a, you know, back in 2008, 2009, it wasn't a financial issue. It was just not happy, you know, and I was in a marriage that I wasn't, I was just kind of like, is this it? 
is this it? You know, is this, is this it? And, um, I was very immature too. I was still in my twenties. Um, and then the, the other, other time was just a few years ago, but it, it's, it was very selfish and it's just, it comes from a selfish thought. It's, you know, it's something that I think we all have. Uh, I think we've all had suicidal thoughts, all of us. Um, some people say, no, I never have. Well, God bless them. I, you know, I think they're liars, but life is, is, is tough. And, but that doesn't mean you, you do it. You don't own that thought. And some people mm-hmm. do own that thought, like the poor Robin Williams, who I, I just love, love, love Robin Williams. And, um, I just watched Goodwill hunting the other day and I was just like, oh my God, he's, he's the greatest. So, I mean, some people actually really do that, but I just know that I got help. I got counseling. I got a therapist. Um, I took action needed and, and I identified why I did it. So that way I, I can not only be an example for others, but I can also never go there again in that dark space. So I don't mind now sharing it because I know there's so many people suffering and there's so many people that maybe need to hear it instead of just like, yeah, you know, think positive thoughts. If that, if it was that easy, we would all have a great life, but it, you can't just think positive thoughts. That is nothing. Because if you're thinking negative thoughts all the time and you're just like, yeah, I'm just, you, you can't do it. It's like smoking for 30 years and you just take the cigarettes away. All right, stop smoking. Okay, sure. No problem. Stop drinking if you're an alcohol. Oh, no. Okay. Stop doing the heroin. Oh, no, no problem. Okay. You have to go through a process um, no matter what the addiction is. So uh, I had to do that. Yeah. And negative thinking, so you believe, is a form of, is an addiction? Quinn, you hit it on the nail. And, and that's what I can even leave your listeners with. Being negative is a complete addiction. People are addicted to their negative thinking, including me in the past. And what that means is, I don't know why, but they're addicted. Why do people do drugs? Why do people do meth? You know, it's horrible for your teeth. I mean, why do people, you know, do bad, hard drugs? I don't know, but they're addicted to feeling bad. They're addicted to their crap because it's been so consistent. They've pretty much given up. So you have to really address it individually. It's an individual issue. Um, it's not all the same, but some of it is the same. Some of it's universal and meditation will get you out of that addiction and it can, and it, and it has, but there's also things you need to do after you meditate that really can bring science involved and not just wishful thinking, but really how the brain works and, and really how it can work for you and not against you. So yeah, I mean that people do get addicted. But also you, you should get addicted or will get addicted to your positive life and how amazing life is and happiness and gratefulness. I think there's one thing to get addicted to that we all can do leaving this podcast. And this is my action steps. Be grateful. Like I'm grateful for you, Quinn. I'm grateful that you had the foresight to say, I want Todd on my podcast today. I am so grateful for you. Uh, you have made my day. You have made my weekend. I, I hope I can impact one, at least one of your listeners. You have made my day. And if there's anything I can do for you, let me know. I'm just grateful to be on. I'm grateful that I'm healthy. I'm grateful that I have a beautiful family. And no matter, even if I I had a dollar in my pocket, I have to be grateful because if you can't be great, we all can be grateful. But if you don't think like that, you're always going to be negative. And it's just, it's the compound effect. It's going to take over your whole life. And eventually you won't have anyone to love. Because no one, no one's there. No one's still going to be. No one's still going to be there for you because you're so negative. Nobody wants to be around negative people. Nobody. So you have to be careful. I hear you, and oh man, I really love that because we know we've all been been there. I've I've been negative myself. I had to rewire and still control myself 
when certain things happen and I have to just think about it a bit more and, and it's not, it's a process. Like you said, it's a process. Yeah. I got to, so Todd, let everybody know when, uh, when they're listening to this, of course, like you said, you're going to impact uh, a lot of people for sure. I know it. Where can people find you? Where can they hear more about you? Yeah, they can find me on uh, Instagram, Todd M. Cahill, C-A-H-I-L-L. Um, but if they just go to youversyoubook.com, all of my links are there as well. So they could just go to you, Y-O-U, and then versus V-S, youbook.com, youversyoubook.com. Everything is really much there. The trailer's there. All my social media links are there, et cetera. Um, kind of a one-stop shop, youversyoubook.com. Awesome. I also believe you had something prepared for our listeners. Um, as far as a giveaway, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, if they go to youversyoubook.com, I am giving away my online course. So they, they get my book for free. Uh, that's until Monday. So you get my hardback copy. I'll sign it. My wife also signs it. She did the epilogue. And um, you just have to pay for shipping. It's $7.95. And if they put in the code, beyond driven. Okay. Beyond driven. Mm -hmm. They will get five of my courses online, unleashing your winning mindset, you versus your finances, you versus your calendar, you, uh, you versus your relationships. Me and my wife did. And then also, um, my market, uh, 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 no, that's it. I'm sorry. Four. Okay. Four. So, but they have like about six to seven videos each. So they're getting over 20 something videos on those things, all free. They just have to put in the uh, uh, code beyond driven and the first 20 people that do that, get it for free. And then I'm, I'm keeping my book up for free plus shipping until Monday. Awesome. Thank you very much for that. You guys heard them. So run in there and check it out right now. <laughs> thank you so much. Todd, thank what you a... for being here. I, I really loved everything you said and I love having you. you here. Thank you. I love, I love being here, Quinn. You're a great man. Thanks so much for all you're doing and keep up the great work. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Let's stay in touch. Yeah, for sure. Thank you.